Hey guys! Uh, welcome to the first episode of IB Table Talk. It's three girls just talk about really random stuff. Uh, I'm Elena, I'm 17. Hi, I'm Maria, I'm 18. And hi, I'm Varuni, I'm 19. Damn, I'm old, okay. <laughs> oh wow, getting old. I keep forgetting that I'm one of the younger people in our class. <laughs> I know, I keep forgetting it too, because you don't see right. life. Yeah, oh, it's so crazy. All of us in our last year of school. I know, it's sad. I don't think last year should count as like a birthday, because last year doesn't seem real, in a way, True. you know? It really doesn't. I'm still comprehending, like, March 2020, and then we're going to be in March 2021. Like, What? Mm-hmm. right yeah like my in march and oh my gosh 2021 it was such a blur because it was in the middle of lockdown like I I, I, had, oh my God, I had a yes. cake i don't even remember what i got for my birthday at all like <laughs> i don't know i got a car trip around linz like i don't I, like my birthday was two weeks after like the the official lockdown and yeah i just got a car trip for birthday. No offense, but like, what is there to look at in Linz? I don't know, like, just being outside your house. Oh, okay, yeah, now I get <laughs> like, it, yeah. You know. Yeah, and just being outside your house and listening to songs on the radio, I don't know, like, just to clear your mind. That sounds awesome. That sounds like something I need to do now. Like, I can't believe that. Oh, wow. But that sounds really amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, now in the third lockdown. It really is crazy. Okay, how about we get onto the actual topic? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so sure. we wanted to talk about our experiences as being third culture kids. Okay, who wants to talk, like, first about, like, their background and, like, why they're here in Austria? I think, Elena, you start, because... Okay, um, so mine probably isn't as interesting is probably your guys' stories since I've lived in Austria my whole life. Um, so you would think that, oh, no, I'm just a normal Austrian kid. But my mom's American. Uh, I grew up speaking English and German. And even though I haven't lived in the United States, it still kind of feels like a home, even though it is a terrible country. <laughs> so I do consider myself a third culture kid in the sense that I have a connection to Austria and America, and they both feel like home. What about you, Varuni? Oh, okay. So I'm Indian. I stayed there my in pretty much my entire life. And then I moved to Austria. And now, I don't... Okay, India is always going to be my home. But I also want to, you know, travel the world. Maybe I can find a second home. I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> But yeah, well, it's just been like one year in Austria, I guess. And I, I feel international, you know, like somehow people say that, no, it was always a calling and I don't feel like strange at all. Okay, that's not the case. I do feel strange. I feel international. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Maria? Well, um, I am from Brazil. And I've been living in Brazil until, wow, 
until like um I don't even remember. That's so crazy. Like May 2019, I think. Yeah, I moved here May 2019. Wow, that sounds crazy. Okay. Um yeah. I always had the dream to live outside of Brazil like in Europe, but I had no idea that it would happen so soon. And especially under these circumstances that we are now, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's been so crazy like spending my first year mostly at home. I know that like, sucks so yeah. bad because like we came and the first three months was amazing and there's such amazing people and oh like, yeah wow mm-hmm. look at this look at Austria and then boom like from a year I'm just sitting in my room like oh god yeah it's so, it, it's so crazy I thought that I was going to like to see the whole world hey! last year but no I only saw my street <laughs> like I had all these cl- crazy plans like laid out okay so in this Like, break, we could go here. And this break, I could just go here. And, like, wow. No, nothing Nothing happened. happened. Sadly. Really sad. So, Rooney, you have had, like, the least chances to explore Austria. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I came here end of August. And, like, I think first week of September, right before, like, the school was opening. And then, oh my god, it's so crazy to think that I just had like four or five months. And then I've just been sitting at home. And it's like, I don't even know, like, the you know, places nearby. And I'm like, that is so weird. Yeah, I remember you telling me that you haven't been to Vienna. Yeah, what? not. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> That's absolutely that crazy. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like, I feel like someone asked me. I think they're like, oh, yeah, you have been to Vienna, right? And I was so embarrassed because I didn't know those people. Well, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. Yeah, that it's pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Like, oh, my God. Like, what? How? I just sat in the train at night when I first arrived to, like, Austria. And then we just drove back to, like, Linz. And I didn't see anything in Vienna or anything. And I didn't have a chance to go there. And I'm like, okay. That's so sad, especially since, <laughs> since like, yeah. Linz is, like, pretty big, but it's, like, an industrial city, so it's not that interesting. So you really haven't yeah. seen, like, that much. Yeah. Oh, we really have to go to Vienna. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> a day trip. Oh, yeah, we have to plan a huge day trip. Yes, we do. Please. <laughs> What were your guys' like, first impressions of Austria, though, like, coming here? Well, I thought the people were, um, especially coming from Brazil, which is, you know, a very friendly country. I thought the people were very cold. Okay. Like, they don't like to look at you on the street. <laughs> and I don't know why. There's Okay, so while coming here, I had, like, made up my mind already that it's going to be a big culture shock. Like, big. Oh, totally. And, like, I was prepared and stuff. But when you actually come here and then you realize, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, I've never experienced this. Like, even though I know 
and it it seems normal ish but it's like oh my god why why is nobody just like talking to each other on the streets you know like right yeah that's what that's what i've experienced but yeah on the supermarket as well like supermarkets are so awkward i know yeah okay so like, like, people are like they they rush everything about supermarkets and like markets in general like the first time i came here like i think i told my parents to they were like oh uh, we i i said let's go shopping on a sunday or something <laughs> and then they were like oh no it's closed and i was like what do you mean it's closed is it like a holiday or something and they're like no it's just closed on sundays and i'm like what do you mean that's the only time you get to shop yeah that that, that was like a surprise I for know. me as well yeah i remember like my grandma used to come here like a little more especially like when we were younger and mm-hmm. she hated every single supermarket except for Vinklamak yeah. because she hated the whole rushing like how fast you have to get everything in the bag because in America it's so different oh, like yeah. you you go to the store and they put everything in the bag for you and you carry yeah. the plastic bags yeah. and you mm-hmm. go and while they're packing stuff they talk to you like the cashier yeah. talks to you yeah. and mm-hmm. here she like and you know she's older so she, you know, she can't like do everything super fast by herself. So that's, and that's one thing that, you know, I, I really do hate like the whole like coldness and like distance that you have. Like, but I mean, once you get to know the people, they're really nice. That's true. 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 Yeah. They're really nice. I mean, in the first, maybe not, maybe they're not friendly to everybody, but like the friends I've made and they're really nice and you guys even though there's like, so much cultural difference it's always amazing to have new experiences and i think it i think even though we're in lockdown and we just i didn't really meet many people but i think it was a really fun experience just meeting new people oh i love meeting you guys yeah, it's too it's always good <laughs> yeah it's always good to meet to meet new people it's like interesting i know it's so fun because you get to um, introduce yourself. Um, like, if you want to introduce yourself as a totally different person, as um, different than you are, like, people will believe. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you guys get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's cool, kind of. You can just change your whole personality when you switch schools or switch cities or continents <laughs> continents i know yeah okay. that's kind of so, crazy let me ask you a question what is the most like do you guys face stereotypes hmm. that's funny i was just writing about this today on my tok essay really? because i haven't written it yet um yeah i was writing about um like I was just mentioning stereotypes. I wasn't like writing a whole st- a paragraph about stereotypes, but I mean, you guys know like the stereotypes for Brazilian people are like, especially Brazilian women are like big butts, and I am as flat as a plank. <laughs> so yeah, and also like. Um, one of the first things that I heard that a person asked me was, have you ever been to Krakolandia? You know, like the, the place where the crack addicts 
um, live. Really? And yeah, like someone asked me if I have ever been there. Like, <laughs> I've been close to that, but no, I have never, I have never been there. Like, what kind of question what? is that? Are and you insinuating ever... that I'm a crack addict? Thank you, ever... but no. <laughs> like, do people ever ask you if you party like every day? <laughs> I, I don't remember. I think maybe, but I mean, it's kind of accurate. We do like to party. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Like, even though sometimes I'm like, oh my god, we all don't eat like curry every day, but actually we do. You know, like even though I'm sometimes offended, I'm like. It's based on like true things. It's just yeah. exaggerated sometimes. That just like pisses me off. Yeah, like we do like to party every single Sunday. Like a Sunday is okay. Like a day to go to the church or whatever. But it's also a day to be with your family and party. Like every every everybody does that. Like I don't know how that's like such a Brazilian stereotype. But yeah, we do like to party a lot. Every That's day, a good thing. We should party too. <laughs> yeah, I miss partying with my whole family. Yeah, I've missed like hanging out with friends and. Well, I do like you know also drinking with friends. Like I'm, I'm missing it. I know. Yeah, it's so different. Now it's like you can't even I don't know go for coffee, or just I don't know. You can't do anything. Yeah, like you can't do anything at all, and I really miss it. I know. So sad. What about stereotypes for you, Elena? Um. Well, first of all, I'm a white girl, so uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I guess it's more like maybe American stereotypes because you know everyone hates America. They're like maybe there's been like here and there, but like not really. Oh wait, wait! I do have something. When I was in. When I was in the States, um, when I would, like, tell, like, you get the typical, like, oh, I'm from Austria, and then the response is, oh, Australia. Like, oh that's, that, it's, like, stuff like that that oh, has come up. Or, like, people are so surprised that you can speak two languages if it is, like, a miracle when it's actually a really normal thing everywhere around the world that you speak, like, two languages. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, that's, like, that's my whole life. It's, like, you know, just how it is. You know, like, group speaking two languages. But, like, in... The United States, it's like, oh wow, you speak more than one language. Like, how crazy is that? Like, as if it's out of the ordinary. Even though for most people that is the norm. Mm-hmm. You guys like feel the same? Yeah, like there's a similar thing in Brazil because, like, you know, um, our school system isn't the best, and if you want to learn a language, you have to. Um, a different school like you have to pay for a course outside of school like a language school and that's how I learned English because if I were to learn English only by um, going to my normal school I wouldn't because you can't learn anything it, it's not possible so like knowing two languages is considered to be like a privilege it actually like it's a it's a very huge privilege to know two languages in brazil because it means that you have the money to pay for another school like other than your normal school you know okay so it's like a wealth thing 
kind of yeah if if you have the money to pay like yeah sure okay and you veruni oh um every school in india i guess your first language or the like like the language of instruction is english because they're like more than 7000 languages spoken across and it's really difficult to have just you know Indian language as you know instruction language kind of a thing so everybody speaks English that's pretty normal now but you also have to learn minimum of two like Indian languages and like writing and like this the way of speaking everything is different like obviously you don't write it in like English letters and each language has its own writing and it was so difficult because I'm not good with languages. And I always thought like, oh my God, I'm never going to learn any other language. I guess three Indian languages and like English is more than enough. Oh, Look shut up. You now. are amazing with languages. Shut no. up, Varuni. That's crazy. No. You And look at me now. I have, I'm learning German and Spanish. So, ha. Huh. Dude, that's wow. amazing. That's actually amazing. Like, I don't even, I didn't even know my brain was capable of this. So, like, I'm proud of myself. You should be. That's amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I can't, like, speaking two languages, I would say, is, like, very normal. But speaking, like, four languages or more or learning even more, like, that is ridiculous and, like, amazing. It's, it's like a talent. You, you are talented. Extremely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you guys have this problem where you, like, mix two languages every time you speak? All like, the time. Speak? Oh, you don't even <laughs> know. You don't even know. Oh, my God. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking in so many languages. Like, I don't even know what's going on in my head. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, in my family, it's just so integrated into how we speak. Like, we mix English and German all yeah. the time. And the certain things, like even like it's not. Sometimes it won't even be words, but it'll just be like the grammar structure, you know, <laughs> like that. You know, to us, you know, we get it because we have, you know, because we speak both languages. But to, if someone else heard that, they'd be like, "Why are you phrasing it like that?" <laughs> and it's so weird because sometimes I won't even I will understand what my sister's saying, and you know, she's still younger, so she, you know, still is mixing up more than like I don't know me, but. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never, like, I never completely like understand that she's technically not speaking correctly, but, and that I don't know. I'm, you know, since like I'm not correcting her, I don't know. Like if she says something in school, like the others probably won't understand. Yeah, like it's it's very weird because it's you know it is a privilege and it's really cool to speak two languages, but at the same time it's like oh it's, it can be so frustrating because. <laughs> that one word that fits perfectly in the one language just does you can't think of the right word in the other language. Did you guys get that problem yeah. too? Oh oh yeah. Because um there's a a word in Portuguese um which is um the feeling of when you miss someone. And it's one of like the most beautiful words ever. And you don't have a word for that in English. And like when I want to translate that, it's so like okay. So I don't know, like, so awkward, so weird. You have to think about everything in, in Portuguese. You can just say the word. And also because, yeah. like, 
Um, my whole family, like they, my dad speaks English, of course, because um, we moved here because um, of him, because he's working here now. And my mom only speaks Portuguese, and I grew up speaking mostly Portuguese. I only spoke English when I was at school, like doing having lessons, and I think I started mixing both of them, um, Portuguese and English, when I came when I arrived here because you know spending most of the day speaking English when you have spoken Portuguese most of your life it's like a huge um, clash between languages so yeah sometimes I forget a, a Portuguese word and I have to I, I really want to say it, but I forget how the word is and what the word is in Portuguese, and I only know it in English, and I'm like, okay, no, that's terrible, because I just want to talk to my mom, and I can't, because I can't remember this word. Oh, I have the same issue. Sometimes I feel like I have a trouble expressing myself to my dad, because I do tend to speak more English, because, you know, I'm spending almost all day in school, or at least I used to, you know, before lockdown and everything. Well, and I speak English with my mom, and she's like a stay-at-home mom, um, and also with most of my siblings. And since they're now home all the time, it's like basically my whole. And I watch everything in English. I barely watch anything in German. So the whole day is filled with English. And then I, I don't know, when I talk to my dad because he, he's not his English isn't that great. And I've always spoken German to him. I don't know. I feel like it's harder to talk to him because okay, I'm so used to English and I know all the right words and like. And also in German, you know, you have the problem of like the, the dialect and then, you know, the oh formal German. Yeah. And, you know, I speak to him, you know, and even when I speak German, it's in school and then it's a formal German. But then at home, it's the dialect. And even, that's the really different. It gets so hard to just say what you want to say. Oh, yeah, I totally get that. Like, how has the thing with, like, the formal German and the dialect affected you guys since you didn't grow up speaking German? I mean, at least for me, when we, like, we start German, everyone just speaks so slowly, you know? We need to be like, oh, this is a table. And then suddenly in, like, dialect, I don't even, I can't even, like, differentiate the words you're saying. Like, for me, it's just one big word. And I'm like, what are you saying? Open your mouth. You know, like, and it's like so difficult. It almost sounds like two different languages, if that makes sense. I kind of perceive them both as like two different languages entirely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the dialect is like pretty different from. It's so hard. Like, it's not like, you know, like how in English, you know, you generally have different like accents. You know, you have, for example, Scottish and Southern and Irish, you know, but you can still understand yeah. all of them, you know, maybe, maybe Irish or maybe like Welsh with a bit more difficulty, mm-hmm. but you can still kind of understand it. I feel like German dialect, it's like way more extreme. It's like a dialect, but like way more intense. It really is like, you yeah. know, formal German, like people teach formal German, right? And like, where am I supposed to learn the dialect from? Like, I don't, I, I can't understand. 
Yeah, you can really only learn it if you like you've been here for like years and yeah. talk to people and really get integrated into like society and stuff. Like you have to be in it for the long haul to learn dialect. Mm-hmm. I already have trouble understanding the German, <laughs> the basic of German. <laughs> it's like um, a language where you have to use a lot of, um, like your I don't like your throat. You know, you just have to use a lot, a lot of sounds, different sounds. Yeah. Like yeah. If you guys get what I'm saying, I guess I don't get it as much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but can yeah. we talk about the number of articles that are in German? Like, why? Oh, wow. <laughs> why? <laughs> so there's der, die, das, and then in grammar you have the different. Oh wait, what are they called? The dem und den, yeah, and the, oh, and the accusative, Ugh. and oh my god, like for anyone that doesn't know, just language. really complicated grammar stuff. Oh my god, like I feel thing- like every language has its grammar rules, right? But when you start learning it, like now. And it's like, I, I at least put logic while learning German. It's almost like maths, because I'm like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So this word's supposed to come, like, at this position. And maybe if I structure my sentence like that, it makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know about Maria. What about you? The, the thing is that for you guys, you guys are doing um, German yeah. for the IB, right? I'm not. So it's I think it's um harder for you guys because I can just like okay, I can just go to the lessons and whatever. But you guys have to do the the test. Yeah, you yeah. test. Yeah, I took German higher level even. So I have to like Oh my god. Read a book. I have a mock or this Friday. Oh, wow. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, you know, since, you know, I've grown up speaking German, I, I guess I have it easier. Like, there are other people in my class, you know, like, that, you know, they have to learn German, and they're doing, like, German standard level, and, mm-hmm. like, I, like, how, like, that's crazy. Like, good for you guys, like, that <laughs> choosing to take German as an IB subject, like, because, oh. Bernie, am I correct? You're taking it ab initio, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, anyone that takes German, like, wow, good for you. They have a challenge. A lot courage. of courage. Yeah, <laughs> but it is crazy because even though, like, I grew up speaking German, people still, like, German was still way harder than English. Oh, yeah. Like, for, like the whole grammar stuff, oh, like, yeah. my sister, who's oh, just yeah. a year younger than me, still struggles with that. Everyone in my family has had like, has gone to school, has had trouble in German. Like, I had trouble in German before I switched to um, the class that I'm in now. Like, in the Unterstufe, like, the first four years of, like, school, I really struggled with German, and it was really hard. And English, not a problem. Easy peasy. Like, it just shows German is such a harder language than English. Yeah, English, I think it's very... um. Like, English is a very um, easy language to learn because you, um, 
the the words don't have um yeah. a gender so i think that makes that makes it very easy and i don't know um like in in, in portuguese and in german everything has a gender so it's um hard to some some words in portuguese are i, I don't like um like in feminine and the same word in german isn't masculine so that kind of like messes my brain up a little bit and makes it a little bit hard to understand because yeah it's so hard you know that's so yeah. like fascinating well and the thing is in german it doesn't really seem to follow like um you know a rule like everything just seems random like why is this why is a table <laughs> yeah. masculine and uh wait a, a knife uh neutral like why you know at the beginning i was so frustrated i was like why why but then the thing is i i didn't realize that but like even in my languages like everything has a gender and there like there's no sense behind yeah. why so just because we're learning it now yeah. mm-hmm. you know i feel like we try to reason it like it needs to be familiar with something I mean, that's what I think. Like, I always feel, I always connect German to English and somehow try to, like, directly translate in my brain, but that doesn't work. And I have to, like, teach myself that this is a different language, you know? I can't just translate and speak it in the same structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, directly translating, I think it almost never works. <laughs> no. Like, in German, our teacher is always like, oh, yeah, I can tell you translated this from English and that was the problem because it just doesn't work in in German yeah well let me get, let me ask you guys a question this is a very serious topic and I've had a lot of panic attacks okay. about this topic so far this year do you guys do you guys think that the the IB oh, tests in May should be canceled or mm-hmm. not? Oh god. Okay. Um, here's my opinion. Here's something. Oh no. Here's something that I've heard because I'm on the IB uh, subreddit. Uh, yeah. And there, someone oh, like w- posted like, okay, for 20, uh, 2020, all the stuff got canceled, but and now only a few things have gotten canceled. But our class has gotten our year and everyone around the world that is that is um, graduating with the, an IB diploma this year has gotten the full effect of corona. We've probably had even more problems than the class before us yeah, exactly. because we've had way more distance learning. We've had yeah. uh, way more problems. We have had, I don't know, almost I would say how much of our lessons have been in distance learning, like a significant amount compared to the like more than ninety percent. Like, most of them compared yeah, to like the smaller amount at the end of the year for the twenty twenty uh, graduates. But that was just like three weeks or something. That doesn't count. So I think in that sense, yeah, the exams should be canceled. And I mean, Corona is still like ongoing, you know. Yeah, that's what it, it like. Mm-hmm. Same. My opinion is the same because. Like, the 2020 exams, it was, like, the board who wasn't really prepared 
to like you know distance the students or whatever like organize the exams and that's why it got canceled like the students were prepared like right they were like ready to write the exam and we had like i think end of 7th grade maybe like we like we we were in distance learning and i don't think to be honest that i've learned much in this past year oh yeah. at all i didn't learn yeah, like I don't, anything like, someone asked me what did you learn like new things i don't know i just did something i don't remember learning anything new and i think that's really unfair and also because this like the situation's not really okay and it's just getting serious and i think they should cancel yeah i also think that they should be canceled um one because yeah um we haven't learned yeah. anything on the 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 end of the 7th year and so far on the 8th year we didn't learn anything and we are looking um at this matter from the perspective of austria there are many other countries where the situations way worse yeah absolutely like um in england yeah like it's terrible and um the ib is all over the world so it's like um the clever thing to do is cancel them because most of us haven't learned anything yeah, yeah. also like it's really dangerous and now we can't really say how the situation's going to look in may right not all countries might be open by then and the thing is mm-hmm. the everyone has been affected like every country and every student has been affected differently because yeah. some people have been in lockdown the entire time some people are fully back in school for some people like us it's like oh we're going back soon um and it's been like kind of like off and on uh it's different for everyone and a lot of the times i feel like uh the the mo you're most prepared for like an exam it a lot depends on it depends a lot on the teacher and i don't know if you don't and in distancing it's like that makes it even harder yeah because i don't know directly approaching mm-hmm. a teacher is harder and yeah it's like the thing is the ib is supposed to be like equal for everyone but the corona situation has not made it equal for everyone like everyone has a different situation some people have it worse than exactly. others and that's i think one of the biggest reasons why maybe uh the ibo should consider being like okay should we cancel the exams for 2021 that's one of my biggest concerns because everyone has a different situation yeah yeah i think they should listen to the students because like we actually know how it affected us you know like just take our opinion in consideration yeah, and also like the um the exams or parts of the exams that have been cut for some part they make sense like i get it in other parts it does not make sense at all yeah do you guys feel the same for example mm-hmm. like in English, yeah, um, English. Oh it, it makes sense because, like, the <laughs> paper two got cancelled, which means um, 
the paper that uh, is about the books we read in class, which makes sense because, okay, because in lockdown, um, reading and having discussions, it's like, it's not as easy. And um, probably necessarily don't have the time to like get through all books. And, like, and I think that makes sense. But for example, in math, nothing got canceled. Really? And math is the type of subject where if you miss a lesson, you can fall behind a lot. Like, and, you miss 10 minutes of a class of math. Yeah. I don't know and what it, is going it's on. It's, like, so many topics. Math includes so many topics. And not canceling any of the mm-hmm. topics. Like, that would have been the smartest thing to do. Because then you don't have to... Because math is the type of thing, like, you really need to, like... If you fall behind, it's really hard to catch up. Yeah. And in core, in distance learning, it's really easy yeah. to fall behind. In lockdown, it's really easy to fall behind. So, I don't know. I don't really understand the logic behind it, really. Yeah. Yeah, like, you guys know that my situation in, in math is not the prettiest one. Like, that's, you, like, mm-hmm. everybody knows that. And especially in quarantine, like, I haven't been able to, like, learn anything. I would have learned a lot of things if I were at school in front of the teacher and if the teacher was like looking at me while she explained everything but you know like every like everything happened and only having like a lesson or two per week yeah that yeah. doesn't help at the all thing is we like new topics we learn by ourselves and like the teachers they just kind of summarize it and it's like, I have so many gaps in between. Yeah. And I know that they're ready to help. But I don't know how to approach them, you know? Like, I myself don't know what I know and I don't. And it's so difficult because I don't mm-hmm. think I've learned anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm panicking. Pretty much it. Yeah, dude. It's Corona. It's crazy it's how, something. like we're mostly talking about like the IB and this is like our cast project and the unfortunately most of the stuff we have to say currently is negative about the IB it's really sad you know like in the beginning when I joined I actually liked the concept of IB I agree yeah because it's actually Mm -hmm. like in right situation it's really beneficial but, like, the situation, it's just, I don't know. It's not me. It's not the best. Like, one thing um, that I think is good, or at least that I've learned, uh, is the whole, like, researching part of it. Like, writing papers. Yeah. I would yeah. say, like, that's something I can see. Like, oh, yeah, that's really mm-hmm. useful. I'm going to need it in the future, you know, for university. But that was a great tool. Like, before this... I didn't even know how to write my opinions, you know, how to form my opinions and stuff. I was like, yeah, it's just there. You just learn it and then you write it, you know? Like, I never thought I would be writing papers on my own and like, oh, in my opinion, I did this and, you know, doing experiments and writing your own research questions and stuff. I think that was really nice. I think it made me more independent academically, if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that I think I look at positively when I look yeah. at DIB. Do you guys, um, anything else that you see is like positive? 
I think CAS yeah. is like pretty positive because um, the concept of doing CAS it's is to like um, socialize and learn in this process of socializing and helping others, and I think that's a pretty cool concept. Yeah, I feel like CAS is nice because it at least forces you to explore new expertise, you know? And I think that was really nice. Mm -hmm. I also, to some extent, like the idea and concept behind TOK. It's it's really interesting because I've never seen subjects in a philosophical way and actually analyze it and try to understand what it actually means, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just, I think one of the problems then is that, okay, we can see like, okay, this concept, the concept of TUK is great, or like, this looks really cool. And I think this is a great idea. But I think it also then comes down to like every like individual school. And then, then even further to like individual teachers, and then like how they teach that and how they approach that. So someone like, at one school be like, Oh, yeah, I really love TUK. And then someone at another school would be like, or I really don't like TOK because even though that idea of TOK is great, um, maybe one person will have a bad experience with it and then they won't like it as much. So that's also then one of the problems that I think results from that, you know, it's kind of bad. Thank you guys for listening. This was Maria Bruni and Elena talking about IV stuff, culture stuff, language stuff all stuff to do that we are experiencing right now in our lives. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Hope you have a great day and goodbye.